Hi everyone, welcome. Um, this is Kishore Chandra, and we're here for our evening chit chat with myself and Jay Jagannath Prabhu, who will be signing on shortly. We come here on Bhakti Center Live every evening at 6 p.m. Um, we've been going for, I think this is 1.38, so we've been going for a while since the beginning of um, the pandemic and the quarantine and all of this. So um, coming on here, sharing uh, with all of you um, and also getting your association in the chat. It's always wonderful to be here for chit chat. It feels like a breath of fresh air sometimes. Um, so welcome Adi, welcome Pat, welcome Kavi. Welcome everyone, Hari Hari Welcome Nantucket Sleigh Ride, I like that, <laughs> that's fun. Hare Krishna. Welcome Madhavapuri, the Foolish A, Hare Krishna, welcome. We're just waiting for Jaya Jagannath and uh, we'll start in just a moment. These past few chit chats have been quite nice, so um, welcome Sundari Radha, welcome. Tari Nibari, welcome, Oaktown, Hari Hari Bo, Hari Krishna. Uh, Jai Jagannath is here, so let's begin. Now coming. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Hari Bo. Hari. Hari. What's up? Uh, I just had, I just had like a, I don't know. It was like an experience. Let's call it that way. Um, I guess I'll speak about it because it's, it's what's on my mind. And then, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, so as you all know, I'm here in Ecuador. And uh, um, uh, right now my mother and my grandmother are here um, until next week. They're just visiting and then they're going back to New York and I will stay here. And anyway, so um, I suppose like the, this is like a giant, it's like a huge condo. And so there's like two or three other neighbors that are on the other side like this. And so they wanted to do this like welcome party for my mother. And my mother just told me about it today. And uh, I'm actually quite an introvert. I'm, I, I actually like to, if I'm not like with devotees at like a kirtan, I'm very like, I just want to be alone. But you know, my mother asked me and as a good son, I was just like, I felt like it was my duty and my responsibility. So I went and, oh God, it was, I'm not trying to be like a spiritual, like, what's that word? Elitist. I'm not trying to be a spiritual elitist, but it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. I was just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like everyone was wasted. I was just like, great, wonderful. And then like, I think that, you know, I'll just bring this up because I think maybe this is an, I'm going to try to spiritualize this and not just make it all about me. I think it's really interesting how, you know, we talk a lot about identity politics on Chit Chat. Not so much talk about it, like get into it, but we talk about it in terms of like how it um, affects kind of the psyche, how it affects the society, how easy it is to get arrested by identity politics. And in terms of bhakti, then forget our true identity, you know, forget our true identity as spirit souls, as servants, as uh, souls that have a relationship with a higher power um, for us being Krishna. And it gets really easy to get caught in those, in those, in those, uh, what are they? The identity politics and kind of the feelings that come along with them. So anyway, there was this one guy 
and he was like drunk and uh, you know they're older like they're older from like past generations so like i'm just like you know i'm i'm not the type of person to be like what you know like this and so anyway they started getting to that point in the conversation this is latin america everyone they started getting to that point in the conversation where they just started making like dumb macho jokes like very like dumb macho jokes and i was just like <laughs> i was just like sitting there like and not only dumb macho jokes but like very homophobic jokes and i was just like <laughs> and i was just like this is uncomfortable for me and uh, i didn't say anything even though i wanted to just you know i didn't feel like it was i, I was just like i have to go i have to go teach a class thank oh so nice you know whatever and i don't know just like it like in my mind i was just like yes i'm not the body and like you know, i'm not these things and like whatever but it's still i feel like stings in a sort in a sort of way and so i guess maybe i'd like to open up this chit chat in in terms of like you know there's so much happening in the united states right now which i i found out about like 2 days ago or whatever and the marches and everything and all of this stuff we don't need to get into it but i i'm i'm understanding where that sting of like uh where the sting of people that are in a you know me and jaya always say this on chit chat between he and i we have a lot of oppression points <laughs> and you know we're living we're living in the oppression olympics right now so we get to talk about this stuff candidly um i can you know i can understand that sting sometimes where it's just like yeah like you know you're seeing me as as less than or you're seeing me uh, you're dehumanizing me you know like this it can be a very um intense thing and so i feel like personally i feel like you know i was before you came on here jaya i was saying to the chit chatters chit chatters i was saying how like you know chit chat and in in essence association with devotees really feels like a breath of fresh air from from the toxicity of the material world yesterday i was at a kirtan with devotees and it was just beautiful you know mm -hmm. because these kinds of things don't really or shouldn't you know i don't i don't, I don't want to say don't i don't want to say don't but shouldn't and in and in some devotee circles they don't they don't matter at all you know it's like you're this you're that you're rich you're whatever you're this skin color you're that skin color you're that sexual orientation what whatever it is you know it shouldn't you know there's still some situations here and there but i've had the mercy i've had a lot of mercy in my devotional life where i've been in circles of devotees where that kind of stuff really doesn't matter and what matters is like my my this my sincerity what matters is my um my my willingness to stick it through even when krishna kind of gets rough with you you know because i'm sure many of us in our spiritual endeavors have had moments where like you know krishna is like <laughs> just smacks nice. you down and and those are the things that really should matter in our in our spiritual endeavor so so anyway that's kind of my my starting point madhavapuri said sounds like sounds like one of my family gatherings and maybe that's a really nice thing too because like when this whole you know when the whole situation um yesterday when we were at the at the kirtan with the devotees uh they had they, they had a moment where they stopped the kirtan they opened up the gita and they picked the verse and it was verse 28 of eighth chapter 
of Bhagavad Gita and somehow the conversation took to what we were discussing yesterday, like rules and regulations mm. and how, you know, Prabhupada was speaking about this in the purport and how really rules and regulations are protecting us, you know, they're really protecting us. So anyway, there were a lot of new people there, not new, not a lot, like four, four girls were like newer and they got, they, they started speaking about their moral dilemmas that they have um, in terms to vegetarianism because they are vegetarian or they are vegan, but their moral dilemmas in, in mm -hmm. the sense of like, when you're around people that aren't, you know, or when you're around family that aren't, and mm -hmm. it becomes like very like, you know, do I be a spiritual elitist or do I say something or do I leave? Or like, how do I function in this way? And, you know, it can be, it can be really intense sometimes uh, when, whether it's my devotional identity that I'm feeling like, or whether it's uh, another type of identity that I uh, ascribe to or that's a part of me that's like it gets pushed back or it gets challenged. But I feel like I've been talking a lot. So I want to hear from you, Jai Jagna. It was like an emotional outpouring. Well, it just happened. It like just happened. Like just now I was sitting there like. Mm -hmm. I'm rem reminded and it, I was and it was a and just to, it was like the words that were being used were very, very like derogatory derogatory words i was just like mm hmm <laughs> that latin, latin what do they call it? latin machismo whatever. yeah 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 it was a lot of that going on i was just like i was like let me cross my legs more so they know <laughs> the that, I'm <laughs> that i'm present so they know the tatva exactly anyway <laughs> um i was reminded immediately of Uddhava, one of Uddhava's questions mm. And the Bhagavatam. I'll just I'll just read the translation. It's very nice. So this Uddhava is speaking to Krishna, and he says, "O soul of the universe, the conditioning on one's personality and material life is very strong. Pakritehi baliyasi is the Sanskrit here. So our nature, we're conditioned by our nature, is very strong. And therefore, it is very difficult, even for our learned man." Vidushamapi. Vidushamapi means even for someone who's learned, who knows the tattva. It is very difficult even for a learned man to tolerate the offenses committed against them by mm. ignorant people. Mm. Only your devotees who are fixed in your loving service and who have achieved peace by residing at your lotus feet are able to tolerate such offenses. So this is at the end of one chapter. And then Krishna, in the beginning of the next chapter, acknowledges this point by saying, this is Krishna speaking. O disciple of Brihaspati, there is virtually no saintly man in this world capable of resettling his own mind after it has been disturbed by the insulting words of uncivilized men. Mm. So anyway, just wanted to say yeah, that Uddhava and Krishna, they understand. <laughs> they understand. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a, no, go yeah. for it. No, you go. It's, uh, well, I, I, was, I guess I was just going to say, you know, because Krishna is, is saying to Uddhava that there's no, there's no person, essentially, that can quell the mind um, when offenses are made towards someone. And so... Except for the devotees. He said, except for the devotees. So that means except for um, those who are fixing your dharma. Yeah. Whatever. And they've achieved and, shanta, they've achieved peace from that worship. Then and I really like, I really like that 
somewhere in the verse, was it the first verse that you read? Some taking shelter at the feet of, of Krishna, something said yeah. like that, right? Yeah, Shantam Yeah, Charana. And I, I really like that because, uh, you know, one of the biggest qualities that we hear about so much, Trinata Pisani Chena, Sahishana, is humility and tolerance. Yes. And I think humility is such a big thing because, you know, when you are dealing with any type of person, there's false ego. You know, there, it's just, it's kind of like part of the equation. There's going to mm. be false ego. And some people have it more in check than others. And some people don't have that shit in check at all. And it's just like flying like crazy. You know, that's what I just experienced. And so, and so I think that really like when it comes to those kinds of situations, the, the practical message that Bhakti is giving us, that Krishna is giving us is to take shelter, you know, take shelter of Krishna, take shelter of other devotees, take shelter of Harinam, you know, mm. take shelter of Shastra, because I, I you know, I don't know, you know, but I, I just don't know because I think that we're living in a time right now where it's so much about like, this was done to me and therefore that is always you know, like that it is not and, our time is not unique in that regard mm, but that's become now kind of like a big talking point you know it's like it's a big very, talking, i think subjectively it's always going to be a big talking point yeah, maybe it's sure. being used a little bit more as a sort of currency to garden sort of affections and sympathies and all that mm, I which, like it, that. which it couldn't be used as effectively can be used as such an effective currency maybe previously mm. but as conditioned jivas with big false eagles this will always be a, a, an issue for us yeah the sense of injustice you know rather something relatively minor like someone speaking nonsense at a fa family gathering or something more major mm. jivas are generally preoccupied with the notion of some injustice happening toward me Mm. Um, and that's why it's, it, it, it does become a big talking point in spiritual circles, how to get over those feelings of injustice, because it takes up too much, you know, property in the psyche and doesn't allow room for higher thinking. Mm. You know, generally what happens is people just become hateful. And then from hate, they just degrade themselves. It's, I think I remember... Uh, Madhavapuri sharing this quote and I guess maybe it's a Buddhist quote I saw this as a Buddhist quote on a meme and you know memes you don't know what's true what's not true so I don't understand <laughs> but it was you know the quote says something that hate is like a poison that is meant for someone else but is drunk by oneself mm. you know and my general observation is nowadays and probably always the case is that some, some factual perceived injustice happens to you you know, one, you represents all of us and you, we react rather than respond, you know, and the reaction is usually, I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple as that. I may not know much about you. I may not know about what you, your, what your life experiences, your backstory that makes you like that. I don't care. I hate you. <laughs> and from that, hey, I just myself become degraded. And so I do feel like it becomes a huge talking point in spiritual cultures and probably one of the reasons people nowadays, well, probably always, but kind of have issue with spiritual communities um, 
kind of giving that sort of message, like, well, just see the deeper message or not to consider the injustice so seriously. I remember seeing this short video called People of New York. Is it? Mm. Is that that where they like interview random people in New York? Yeah, I it's think like, it's, it's called something, something like, like that, right? Yeah. So they interviewed this black lady. I forgot how I saw this. This is probably a year ago or something. Someone sent it to me. And this black lady was complaining how she was a part of a spiritual community where, and they were telling her that she had to see like what role she played in the injustices that she experienced or try to, try to understand maybe there's a law of karma at play or something. You know, something that downplayed, for her at least, it downplayed the sense of outrage that she was justified in feeling at some injustice that had happened to her. And she was very kind of jaded or angry with mm. her spiritual community. For And then I, when I, I remember watching that and was thinking like, but, you know, that is a spiritual message generally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge portion of it, you know, and that that's not to say that it's never right to like retaliate in certain situations yeah. you know in an appropriate way but the general message of spiritual cultures at least certainly is true for the bhagavad but from what i've heard on other things it's a kind of yeah i don't know i don't want to say downplay but kind of transcend that's mm. the word i think that's really what it is to kind of transcend that psychological response to injustice which is hatred and and vengeance, mm. often retaliation, bitterness, resentment. The general spiritual message is to transcend that because your souls got more important shit mm. to get to. And when we're too much kind of like held down by our identification with our bodies and mind, then it, it, it becomes like a, it stings to hear that sort of thing. You know, like I've mentioned this on Chit Chat. I'm sorry for keep going on and on. No, I mentioned no. this on I mentioned this on Chit Chat that in in our devotional communities, I personally have observed, and this is my opinion, but it's something that I've seen, I've observed it, that women, LGBT, and like people of color, they have a really hard time. It appears to me with the "you're not the body" message mm. because it's like. You know, we've and we've probably maybe spent so much time trying to build up pride around our identity as a person of color, or as LGBT, or as a woman. Mm. And then after doing all that hard work, you know, because <laughs> you inherited some sort of narrative of inferiority, which was false or it was true, you have that in your head. So you did all this hard work to kind of build up that identity, and then you come to the Hare Christian movement. And we're like, you're not your body anyway, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and it's like, excuse me? <laughs> and, and so in my personal observation, it seems like, yeah, I, I feel like, especially with the sort of culture that you were mentioning earlier with the identity politics and all that, it, I, it seems to me in our movement or in our hard Christian circles, women, LGBT, and people of color, they have the hardest time. Like, they, like every one of us have the hardest time first of all, just to be philosophically accurate. <laughs> but it seems to me like when, you, like when you, they feel some injustice has happened to them based on their gender or sexuality, whatever it is. And then you hear like, anyway, you're not the body. They become very upset about that. Like, mm. I know I'm not the body, but <laughs> you know, whatever comes out of the butt is what's actually important to them. 
and not the fact that I'm getting triggered because I identify with my body. That's not really the important part. Whereas like, and I get it, like conventionally, I totally get that, like on a personal level, I get that. But on a spiritual level, it's like, well, you know, what's more important for your soul? Like, mm. if you're getting worked up about this shit, then how are you going to get involved in this, the spiritual shit mm. of Krishna Leela, which we were talking about yesterday? If you were yes. all worked up over this, which is literally, it's here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Because you might be gone tomorrow. <laughs> literally. What's this, um, what's this, can you, you have your computer in front of you? I do. I was looking um, Can you pull up this verse? Because I can't remember. It's on, my, it's on my list of verses to remember. But in the 10th canto, um, that like it's become your rightful claim, and after suffering, Tate oh, Nukampong Sukshemikshamano. I know that one. Please, <laughs> please <laughs> recite it for us and tell us the verse. Bunjane evat makritami pakam, evat vapubir vidada namaste, jivete yo mukti pade sadaya bhok. This is um, tenth candle chapter four, and it's verse eight. And Prabhupada has referred to this verse and Nakpro devotion as the process of bhakti. Mm. So tate anu kampan sukhchamikshamano means that the devotee is always earnestly awaiting the Lord's compassion upon him or her. Mm. In the meantime, bhunjana e bhatmakritam vipakam, the results of actions that were done by himself or by herself, they are um, bhunjana, eva. They are certainly endured. Mm. In other words, in humility, a devotee will think, anyway, I, you know, this shit's happened because I did some shit that, you know, warrants the environment extracting payment. Mm. You know, and I know this is, this is the part that stings a lot because you don't know what you did precisely to get a certain effect. But generally, devotees are encouraged to have a, a mentality or understanding that yeah, this is, you know, something is, the environment is coming at me in a particular way in mm. response to some activity that I've performed. And the environment is coming to me as well to educate, to extract payment in the form of maybe getting, you know, getting whooped up a little bit and also to educate. Mm. So the Bunjana, the devotee is enduring this. Mm. And it, all the while his heart, he continues to offer his heart, his words, and his bodies to Krishna. So one who can exist like this, then um, liberation becomes his inheritance mm. if he can live in this particular way. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I sent that verse to a friend today who was going through some stuff. And uh, um, I thought he needed to hear it. And then I'm, I'm always realizing I need to hear that verse because exactly what we were speaking about yesterday, that if my mind if my psyche is constantly engaged with, you know, the, the injustices against me or this person did this to me, that person did that to me, or the world needs to be this way, I need to fix the world, you know, whatever. Then I have no capacity essentially um, left or very little capacity left to engage with my, with my bhakti, to engage with my sadhana, to engage in the leela of Krishna, because we were mentioning this yesterday, I'm too caught up with the material drama of this world, and therefore I'm not able to enter into the transcendental drama of Krishna leela. And I really like this verse because, you know, like that lady you were bringing up of Humans of New York, Kavi was humans saying Humans of, of New York. York. Humans right. of New York. Like, it is kind of an intense message sometimes, especially like you mentioned for people of color, LGBTQ um, women in our movement specifically. And 
and I think in any spiritual movement, let's be real, um, like it's hard to process that of like, oh, something happened in my past life which has gotten me in this body. And in this body that I currently am, I have less, you know, whatever. In, in, the, in, the, social, in the way that society is working, I have less wherewithal, you know, for, for to not be super specific, wherewithal, whether that be monetary wherewithal, whether that be, you know, access wherewithal, I have less of that. And there, mm -hmm. and it's, and it seems like there's a lot of injustices being ma made towards me. And so it can be really, like you said, like pinching, it can be really, really pinching when you hear a message like that. However, when I hear this verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, it really, kind of screws my head back on. You know, I feel like my head gets unscrewed and false ego comes up and you did this to me and how dare you talk to me like that and I deserve this and don't you be, ba, 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 you know, you know, you're about to, you know, crack off on someone like this. But, you know, you hear a verse like this and it really sobers you up, I think, because it's just like, oh, like I'm, it sobers you up in both like a sober way and also a hopeful way. Like I hear that verse and it sounds very hopeful to me. Because it's like, regardless of what's happening, regardless, you know, and Krishna is saying this in that beautiful verse in 11th Canto, chapter 20, verse 27, 28, right? Where, I mean, that's talking about sense enjoyment and, you know, you're falling into sense enjoyment like this. But I really love Krishna's message where it's just like, remain happy, like remain my devotee. Like, yes, you have to suffer the stuff that's coming from your past deeds and da, 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 and whatever. But like, you know, chin up, basically, like chin up. <laughs> Stay happy. Like get back, get back to Bajan. Right. You know, I, right, right. I always love. You know, I remember when I was y'all. Like we all go through it. We all go through it. Last, we all go through it. I remember at one time we were in the ashram, me and Jaya. And for those of you that don't know, me and Jaya were um, roommates at the ashram for like two years, in Bhakti Center. And I remember I was going like through it. It was like I was like going up in my Bhakti. I was like yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, it was like that. And Jaya was sharing this verse with me, 11, 11 20, 27, 28, uh, specifically about our, our inability sometimes, the devotee, even though, even though I know that material sense enjoyment is going to lead me to suffering, sometimes the devotee still engages in those activities. But, you know, Krishna just wants them to remain happy and get back to bhakti, get back to devotion. And I will always remember this, Jaya, where you like spelled it out for me. You're like, you're like, look, you know, basically Krishna is watching you mope and be all like, woe is me, and I feel guilty, and I feel shameful, and everything, oh, you know, all the bad things in the world. And Krishna's just sitting there being like, um, so are you going to offer me that apple, or like, what's going on, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like, we get so caught up in the drama of the material world, whether it be of someone doing an injustice to me, whether it be of me feeling bad about myself, you know, insecurities, and whatever, and it's all false ego. It's all false ego. And Krishna is basically the message, weather the storm, you know, chin up, like, be, <laughs> happy, be happy, come on, you can do it. And just offer me some, get, give me that. Yeah, apple. I know, <laughs> I, the thing is, like, what is the purpose of your life? Mm. You know, I, it, a, a lot of it can come down to that. Like, if you want justice, like, if that's like one of the like, really important purposes in your life, then prepare to remain in this material world to get your justice. Mm. You know, if that's what you, I mean, if that's what you really want to be all about, you know, have at it. 
but you have to remain here to get your justice. You do know that, right? Like you worked so hard and you didn't really get the necessary reciprocation that you, you know, were justly deserved. That's okay. That justice is waiting for you in your next body. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't appreciate that the material body is itself problematic. I mean, Krishna refers to the body, well, Krishna in his avatar form is Rishabhadev, refers to the body as kleshada, asana mm. pi kleshada asadeha. Nasadu um, manye yata atmanoyam asana pi kleshada asadeha. You know, you in this material world trying to enjoy, and Rishabhadev said, I don't think this is a good idea. Nasadu manye. I don't think this is good. No, it's not Ooh. good. Why it's not good? Because you have to get a body, which is kleshada. So the word kleshada means the giver of klesha. And the word klesha comes from the Sanskrit root klesh, which means like to torment. Mm. So the body is, a, and the body and mind is a cause of suffering and torment. Just like you have this word narda, like narda muni. The word narda means the giver of narayana. Mm. So kleshada means the giver of what? Klesha. <laughs> so if you haven't appreciated that, and you're talking about justice, justice, justice. Okay, you can get your justice in your next body. <laughs> Whether that's I deserve something or I want to see someone burn. Because let's be real, that's part of, in our head, justice looks like that too. Mm. I want to see someone suffer. Okay, you can see them suffer in your next body. You won't know why you're in a position to see them suffering. But you will know that you really appreciate it for some reason or other. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So... If that's the purpose of your life, then, okay, you stand in this material world. You haven't understood the philosophy, and you can remain here and carry on with that sort of life. It's a very natural way of living in this world, frankly speaking. Devotional service is not a natural way of living in the sense that it's against the material nature. It's mm -hmm. ontologically different. And so, you know, bhakti isn't going to, bhakti isn't like super concerned with justice in the world. There were kings who were bhaktas who had to see that there was law and order and all that, and they did their duties as kings. But their preoccupation was with the divine world and realizing their Ishadeva and all of that. And if that's the purpose of your life, then you, one will do well and will probably want to just transcend these sorts of feelings because they're not very, they're not generally useful mm. for elevating devotional consciousness. Mm. And yeah, I, you know, we have to appreciate the degree in which these things are like Maya's. Okay. A little, this is a little philosophy class I'm about to give a little philosophical point. So, you know, we in Maya, everyone knows, everyone online, we know we in Maya, right? We in Maya. <laughs> so Maya has two Shaktis. Yes. One is called the Abharana Shakti, and another one is called the Vikshepak Shakti. Mm -hmm. So the Abharana Shakti means the covering potency. It covers the soul's awareness of its own intrinsic nature. I often like to refer to it as a normalizing potency, because I read that in an article one time. I thought it was cool. It just normalizes your existence in the material world. It's mm -hmm. something like, this is a really cool example, but it's something like when you get on the, I'm sure you've been on this, had this experience, where you go on a train, all the cars are crowded. And then he was like, one car that's completely empty. You're like, oh my God, I, oh my God, I totally lucked out. This it's time. my lucky day. <laughs> and then you walk on the train and then the door is closed and then suddenly you go, oh! <laughs> Someone smells like really bad. And you kind of realize why the car is empty. 
But as you're stuck on the car for at least one stop, it happens that you get accustomed to the smell. And so all of a sudden, you can, like, sit down peacefully on the car and, like, it's not, like, an issue. You, it becomes normalized. Mm. So the avarana shakti of maya, which is translated, uh, avarana means to cover. It covers our awareness of our own self and it normalizes our experience in the material world. Like, this is normal. And then the vikshepak shakti, Prabhupada often called this the spell of a delusion. The Visheba Shakti presents all the different things in the material world that keeps us preoccupied. And amongst these distracting manifestations of matter is like our, all these feelings of like, this is unfair, injustice, woe is me. Like I said, I understand those feelings very well on a personal level, for yeah. sure. But at the same time, if you're a devotee and the purpose of your life is Krishna, then, yeah, we, we want to do the work of transcending all these things. Because mm. if you don't, you get to remain here to get your justice. Yeah. That's the, I want justice. I want justice. Okay, stay here. Get another material body in this age of Kali Yuga or in this material world and carry on with this program. And then, you know what? Lucky you, because you're getting your justice, you get to be in a privileged position next life. And guess what? You get to do the same nonsense that the privileged people in this life are doing to you. And that way, the cycle just goes on and on and on and on. I really it's, appreciate. I yeah. really appreciate the point of, of of breaking down the two shaktis of Maya, mm. because Madhavapuri made such a beautiful comment that seemed to have resonated, and I, I was reading it, and it was so nice. Because it's like we are in that big shape of shakti of Maya, where we are being deluded by Maya, yeah. and and you know. What he wrote, I'll read, the, the thickest layers of illusion have to be scraped off of the heart. I really like that imagery, like your lips, like your lips. Yeah, get that, get that race off me. Get off me, race. Get off me, gender. Get off me, sexuality. You're making my life too complicated. Yes, yes. And then my, he says, I want the light of my soul to come through. Yes, please. Hare Bull, Hare Krishna. And then he says, Krishna uses the material world to do this nicely. <laughs> and then he says, not that we like it when it's happening. Right, right. And uh, I think that that, you know, Madhavapuri really hit the nail on the head because it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're in this material world for a reason. You know, we're in this body for a reason, mm. the specific body that we're in. Right. And, you know, that process of anartha nivritti, of, of, of cleansing the heart of unwanted things, of purifying the heart. It can feel like it's some super glue up on that heart. And you're, you know, like something right. super glued to it. And I really like that point that Madhavapur is saying, yeah, we're, we might not like it when it's happening. But our, but the point that you're bringing up, Jaya, well, what's, your, what's the purpose of your life? Is the purpose of your life to, like, make everything fair so that everyone likes everything and everyone likes everyone all the time? And, you know, or is the purpose of my life Krishna? And just like that. And then so then I will be able to tolerate you know, this verse 10, 4, 8, I will be able to endure my past, you know, karmic reactions from my misdeeds, my et cetera, you know, whatever. And uh, I will be able to rightfully claim my, my, my position as, as Krishna's bhakta, as Krishna's devotee, like this, we're all trying to do this. Yeah, I'm sorry, I have this terrible kind of <laughs> gift in my head. I knew you were well, going to say something like that. It's terrible <laughs> in, the con in this context, I'm just like hearing someone say, I, will, I, I choose to remain in the material world like the Bodhisattva, 
until, and, and I will remain here out of compassion until I see that all of humanity is experiencing equality everywhere. And then I'm like, I'm thinking of myself hearing that. And then, you know, that gift we send on Facebook where the guy goes like, peace, and he vanishes. Yeah, he vanishes, yeah. <laughs> That's like, I feel like, all right, bro, peace. I'm going back home about the guy. You could mess around this material world if you like with all these conditioned souls. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, this is a material world after all. It's a place of suffering. Christian says it clearly in Gita. It's a, yes. asukam anityam lokam. It's a, a place of no happiness. <laughs> uh, and it's temporary, ultimately. Here today and gone tomorrow. Mm. So better we hang on to the bhakti part. And yeah, we're gonna we're all gonna experience some like terrible stuff. Let's you know, someone calling us names or or worse even, mistreating us. Yeah. And that's terrible. It's not that we aren't to sympathize or empathize with one another and help one another through that emotionally to whatever degree we can. I mean, trust me, y'all, I know I know I, I sometimes come off as like stoic and like neutral but i'm there for my friends whenever they're going through anything i can't True. honestly say that um i i mean i'm not always emotional i'm not like a person who like pat you on the back necessarily all the time <laughs> but i'm like there for my friends when they're going through emotional stuff and they're uh, largely my friends have been there for me even though i don't i don't usually go to anyone when i'm suffering i just lock <laughs> myself in a room and you know and suffer it out alone but I know my friends will be there for me if I need it. And, and, mm. and I have needed it. And I have had friends and, and loved ones there for me. But at the end of the day, the work of being a friend or a loved one is to help each other take shelter mm. of the one who can really deliver us from all these sufferings, ultimately by delivering us from the body-mind complex altogether. Mm. And without friendship that doesn't really lead to that point, well, for the bhakti perspective, it's not, I mean, you know, congratulations, you have a cool friend, but it's not yeah. going to really help you at the end of the day because the material world will continue to do the material world thing. And so, yeah, we got to just hang on to those lotus feet of Krishna and prepare. It's going to be a shit show. We're going to experience a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaks and mean words. And I want to, you know, in my heart, I want to go, I want to be on boss level. You know what boss level is? Yeah, boss, boss level is like if someone like says some really nasty shit to me and I'm just like completely like neutral like I'm you're moving. just like <laughs> like that's boss I really want to yeah. be like on boss level like I can't think of a good like movie or something where you see a character who was like that mm. where they're just like so stoic mm. that they're just not moved by things that they can't control mm. They're just like stoic. And the things that they can't control, they're very active. Mm. I, I so want to be on that boss level one day, you know? Oh, I like what Madhav Puri says. But I also want to be on that boss level one day. <laughs> Madhav Puri says, I would like to add that a lot of people have to scrub a hell of a lot harder than me. You never really know anyone's pain. So I try to tread lightly. And that's that humility coming out. Madhav Puri, such a humble, sweet soul. Yeah, yeah, don't don't go and start some shit with someone, you know. <laughs> like they're like confiding in you something that's like emotionally traumatic or whatever. Mm. Trust me, I have that much consciousness to know when to like not philosophize. But when you're yeah. talking in a neutral state, like right now we're having a, a little podcasting sort of thing, and it's like neutral space. So in that space, you give the ideal. 
Yes. And then when you're dealing on a personal basis, you have to adjust. Yeah. You know, many of us will be, woe is me, woe is me. And, and so we'll have to be that friend that, you know, <laughs> I'm there for you. <laughs> and, you know, and do, do that necessary work. It's all right. Yes. Uh, Jaya, we keep on forgetting to ask the, this question that we're supposed to ask. Okay. You want to ask it? I, yes. I think I'm going to try to formulate the question because um, we have a lot of our, our people here who tune in every night, Kavi and Jagadish Hari and Missy's here and Madhavapuri and Sham. Is PP Chat here? Maybe Pat is here. So me and Jaya are wondering what we should teach, what we should share kind of in a more formal setting because we know that Chit chat is very nice, kind of like uh, like Jaya was just saying. I thought that was a great seg segue. Like this is like a neutral space where we're just like talking about our you know stuff that's going on. We're bringing in bhakti perspectives, and it's very like um, it's very um, candid, you know. But we're talking more about like something through obviously through the bhakti center, and uh, maybe it'll be like a small weekend course, you know. Maybe it'll be like a, a two day intensive. Shyam says bhakti how to get back to godhead yes <laughs> yes but just you don't have to answer now or if you do feel inspired to answer now you can but maybe just have this in your in your psyche for a bit and you can reach out to myself you can reach out to jaya jagannath and yeah we're thinking of doing like of a more formal kind of class yeah maybe yes. for example maybe we cover a, a small book together or a small s section of a book like bhagavad-gita or the nectar of instruction or something of the sort, or maybe it's more like, you know, the mind in the age of Kali sort of thing and going through certain something. So mm. like this, we're open to suggestions and ideas as well, something we can do as a sort of follow up to the chit chat yes. stuff. Yes, Shyam says, whoever inspires you both, uh, like this. How to create memes. I wanna go, <laughs> I wanna go to that course, how to create memes. It, is, it really is an art to make a dank meme. <laughs> It really it's not, is. It's not as easy. I have I have several meme apps on my phone, and I've tried to make like a dank meme, but I'm not. I don't really know the science. Did you see those memes that I posted the other day? They were dank, hilarious. Yeah, they were hilarious. I think it was the the account is dank devotee memes. I was dying. I was dying at those memes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes, of course it would be online. Yes, online, not online. in person. I'm in Ecuador and Jaya's in. North Carolina. We're not, it's not going to be in person, everyone. Um, yeah, it'll be online. So, yeah, we're thinking like Jaya was saying something from Nectar of Instruction, something from Bhagavad Gita like this. Um, so if you have any suggestions or any requests, I'm seeing for Lad Maharaj, I'm seeing prayers of Queen Kunti. They can be very nice. Oh, you know, it'd be really nice. Um, like the, the prayers of the Bhagavatam could be like something really interesting. It could be like a series. Mm -hmm. The prayers of the sure. Bhagavatam, or like the archetypes of the Bhagavatam, spiritual role models of the Bhagavatam. Ooh, mm. all these ideas are coming. Teachings of Prahlad Maharaj. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so if you have any ideas, everyone, anyone, or suggestions, just reach out to me or Jaya personally on the gram, and we will be sure to respond. And thank you all for tuning in. This was, ooh, teachings of Juru Maharaj, Harry Bold. This was such a wonderful chit-chat. Thank you all for, for being God. there for me and my emotional, um, you know, sharing at the beginning. And happy that we were able to talk about it in a spiritual way. Yeah, Kavi is saying, I think something very practical, like how to be a devotee in these crazy times. That should be the name of the course. How to be a devotee in these crazy times. Yes. 
Uh, so that could be very nice. We can think of bringing that element of practicality into it. Okay, we're going to call it a day, a night for today. Hare Krishna, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Haribol, Tarini Bari. Thank you. Thank you, Madhavapuri. Thank you, Kavi. Thank you, Pat, who's here every day. Thank you, Shiva. I saw you just joined us. And Sham, of course. And Missy and Madhavapuri. Thank you for all your wonderful comments. Jagadish Hari. Thank you all for joining us every evening at 6 p.m. here on Chit Chat. Hari Hari Bol. Thank you, Zest for Life. Thank you, Jaya. Hare Krishna. Thank you for sure. Hari Bol.